Hi, my name is Elijah and welcome to The Roots Podcast, an interview channel that shares the stories of people in hospitality, whether it be in the restaurant, out in the field, and those in the media. It's a retrospective look on the passion, ambition, and drive involved in a competitive industry. Roots Podcast is proudly supported by Sydney Direct Fresh Produce, the fruit and veg supplier led by Luke Kohler, who has provided Sydney with some of the best in local produce since it was 16 years old, and still smashing it out today. Even when Martin Hudak won the Coffee Cocktail International Championship in 2017, he couldn't have imagined his life would explode in the direction that it has. Since then, he has moved to Australia and co-opened Maybe Sammy, which was recently rated the 22nd best bar in the world and best bar in Australasia, and Sammy Jr., a venue that not only showcases Martin's own off-site roasted coffee beans, but his personal love for combining coffee with cocktails, which is evident by the release of his new book, Spiritual Coffee. Keep an ear out during the episode as we announce the winner of the competition giveaway we had recently, in which someone will receive a signed copy of the book. So, cheers for tuning in. Adios, man. Sorry, so whereabouts of the Savoy, and you're saying this is the time you met Stefano. Whereabouts yeah. of the Savoy? Yeah, that's in London. Oh, that's in London. Right, right, yeah, right. Savoy yeah, Hotel yeah. in London, which is the longest surviving five-star hotel bar in Europe, opened from 1889. Fuck. And it's American bar, which is the first... American cocktail bar in Europe open in early 1900s. So it's the longest surviving cocktail bar in Europe, you could say. Yeah, yeah. So I've been lucky enough to be working there since 2014 as a senior bartender, wearing a white jacket, serving a queen, celebrities, important people. You know, this place historically is important. And Marilyn Monroe, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, you know, Winston Churchill, you name it, people were there staying normally. <clears throat> so I was there in 2017, still working. At that year, we won the best cocktail bar in the world wow we won the best bar team in the world i personally won coffee and good spirits so world barista championship became world champion finally after seven years and all these accolades came in one in one year and i think it was like june july i was probably summer and it was saturday or sunday very easy morning shift i just opened a bar at 11 o'clock we got lots of like tea, people for tea or coffee yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly i'm looking down the stairs two guys they look like backpackers walking down the stairs and it was Andrea and Stefano I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know it's them but I just saw they have this hat where it was written maybe Frank and one of my Italian barbers they was like oh my god oh, those are guys from Sydney maybe Frank oh they are superstars I was like who I don't care so they sat at the bar I gave them the best hospitality I could you know I was like super free relaxed you know just treat them normally not the superstars we had a good banter a good time and the reason why Stefano kind of clicked with me and we fell in love with each other was how at ease we were with each other. Yeah, right. And we straight away took peace and, you know, started like hitting on each other. <laughs> and it was funny because, you know, the Savoy is the, an American bar is a place which is like very, um, I would say, you know, everyone is like super polished. Everything is like super, you know, yeah, up, up yeah, tie, yeah, yeah. you dress up. And, and he was shocked because, you know, you walk to this historical place, you know, glamorous place, you know, like the history breathing on you. And I'm there dress up properly you know look like a serious bartender and suddenly they walk in and I'm just normal guy having fun and laugh and he was like I didn't expect that the reason why they got to the Savoy was very simple they got lost in London and on a Strand Street next to Westminster next to the Thames River there was a cycling race so they couldn't really pass any other way just pass by the Savoy and they were dressed up as backpackers and they just said oh just let's have a look at the Savoy and yeah we fell in love I moved to I came to Australia that year in December for a work trip. I went to maybe Frank in, uh, in Surrey Hills and I was just blown away. Like the guys had so much fun and everything was so amazing. And 
I was like, wow, <laughs> what's going on here in Australia? Everyone's having fun. Are you really working, guys? <laughs> and I said, you know what? I want to do the same. I want to leave London. I want to start again. I want to move to Australia. And yeah, 10th of July, 2018, on my birthday, I moved to this country. Wow. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. That's recently. 2018. Yeah, wow. Mm. Oh, fuck. Thought it'd been mm. here longer. Because when did... Uh, Maybe Sammy opened up so not too long after. The whole idea of maybe Sammy started uh, beginning of 2018 when I was still in London and traveling oh, across the wow. world. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. we were talking, exchanging ideas. And so the main idea was I'll come over and reopen something as good as Savoy, perhaps, but a much more relaxed and fun place. Yeah, sure. And yeah, we, I moved here in July. We've been working till the end of the year, uh, how the year we're working hard. And then we opened 9th of January 2019. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty quick turnaround from like idea to like opening doors. Yeah, we we had a strong team at the time. We still have a strong team, so we knew what we want. Yeah, yeah. we knew how we want it, and I think the amount of experience we had at that time, you know, really helped us to turn the dreams and ideas into reality. And then, yeah, it was just you know matter of time that first accolades will come and yeah, first, yeah. first you know like big things happening. And in 2019, over we we won. 14 national international awards that's insane eh? so yeah that's a lot of partying <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk about it i think i have the parties i don't remember oh come on uh, <laughs> the, uh, him and uh, jeremy were telling me about uh that uh, their night after the world's 50 best last year and how oh fun that God. was i don't know if you have your your version of the story i just know that the guys from Cantinoque for some reason they're rocking to maybe semi like 3 4 a.m and I just remember it was just a hell big party. It was just tequila <laughs> flying everywhere. It was dark. Everyone was dancing. It was hugging each other. And it was like a massive, huge party. And I was like, okay, wow. Because <laughs> it's amazing to have a two bars from Sydney, you know, being 50 best. It's just, wow. Yeah, yeah. And to be so friendly. Oh, it's so good. Fucking hell. No, I'm glad, man. Because the, the next World 50 is in like less than a month. It's exactly in, a, yeah, less than a month. Three weeks, 7th of December. That's insane. It's happening, yeah. So um, let's see. Let's see what's going to happen this year. Yeah, I know. Is that, so they're going to have to do the whole thing over Skype and stuff, I assume. Like. Well, it's happening in person in, in oh, London. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, Fuck. so last year was break. We were watching it online. This year they invite us or invite the people who are nominated to London. Uh, and it's going to be a big party there. Wow. Is there, like, do you guys have expectations about... I, I know you... You know what I mean. I, I, I understand what you're going to say, but, like, is there a part of you that's like, wow, like, we didn't intend on being, like, one of the best bars in Australia, but it's cool that we did. Yeah. Is there a, is there a, a thought where you're like, let's see how far we can take that? I mean, do initially, you know? you know, you don't plan or you don't open a bar to just being 50 best. That's yeah, not the course. whole reason of doing it. But once you're there, it feels good and it's a good marketing uh, tool to use. So, of course, once you're there, it's good to be there and you want to stick around for a little bit. So, uh, we are, we've been there for the last two years. Of course, it will be awesome to be still there for third year in a row. If we are the best or not, really doesn't matter. Just the fact we are the part of 50 best is amazing. Now, last year, being 11... And year before 43, Fucking it's a huge jump, right? Oh. So, like, I'm asking myself, okay, we had a pandemic, we've been in lockdown, people couldn't travel, people couldn't see what we're doing. Of course, we're doing a lot. You can see it on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it enough to convince the judges and other people that we're worth to be, let's say, top five this year? Yeah, right. So, as much as I would like to say, oh, I think we're going to be top 10, like number seven or eight or six or something like that, I still think we might just drop... Uh, maybe we're going to be something around 18, 17, 20th place. Yeah, yeah. That's my, um, that's my guess. 
uh, Stefano has own guest. Each of us, we have different guesses. Um, but uh, yeah. Is there, is there a money bet on this? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Like, who's going <laughs> to pay for dinner and champagne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm always saying to the guys, I think between 17th and 20th, something like that, don't have high expectations. Like, we know we are good. We have fun, but it's it just hard this year, you know? Yeah. So let's see what comes. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Oh, and just for everybody uh, listening, if anyone listened to the Stefano episode, when I talk about the really fucking good coffee, this is the guy I'm talking to, just <laughs> FYI. Well, yeah, this is the guy, because you're obviously roasting your own co- coffee beans in Alexandria still, is that a yeah. thing? Or is that yeah, moved? yeah, of course, of course, I'm still roasting coffee. It's my big passion, same as the alcohol, same as the cocktails, so yeah, yeah. I'm the kind of a hybrid guy, you know, I do everything, <laughs> you know, people like ask, are you barista, are you bartender, who you are? Like, I'm a both, I'll do yeah. everything, you know? Yeah, well, like, whereabouts did that love kind of start? Because obviously, I... I don't know if it started at, at alcohol or coffee first, but like, where does that start for you? Yeah. I mean, when I was doing my studies in the hospitality academy back in my hometown, and we're talking about 15 years ago, uh, we had options to do like barista course or bartender course or do both. And I did both at the same time because I just want to, you know, I didn't want to study. I want to do fun stuff. At yeah, school. of course. Yeah. And it was a fun way how to, you know, get away from the school, from the daily routine and do funny competitions and stay after school and taste some cocktails and coffees. So I was, I was already digging into it during studies. Then I finished school and I started working in a local coffee shop in my hometown where I realized, okay, it's not as fun. It's reality. You have to work fucking hard, <laughs> you know, and your judges are guests. And if they're not happy, then you have a problem. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in Central Europe, when you open a coffee shop, you have to serve alcohol and cocktails and beer. So it's like kind of both worlds colliding in one. And it's pretty common that, you know, you open a cafe in the morning and you close it as a bar at the night. So I was doing both jobs at the same time for five years. And equally, I love both. You know, I did barista competitions, I did bartenders competitions, and I love them both, you know. And uh, I kind of, it kind of became like my own uh, sign that this guy knows about coffee and cocktails. Right. And when I moved to London, it just escalated. And now here in Australia, just like top, top, top. Yeah, it seems to have gone up. Well, like when you started doing bartending, in your head, did you think, like, and just to explain, like, as a chef, for example, like there are restaurants that, that certain chefs have their eyes on because it's like, wow, like when I'm good enough, I'd love to work there and, and learn what they know and kind of make myself better as a, a chef. Is it similar to you? Is that why you headed towards the Savoy? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Dinner? It was, yeah. I, I never thought about Savoy because it was like a bar Olymp, you know, like a mecca of cocktails. It was yeah. way too high. I never even thought about it because it was just so distant. Uh, but I had some ideas. I want to be in London. That's where everything happening, you know, five years ago, six years ago. So, uh, when the sour happened, I was like, wow, this is unreal. Like, I, I achieved everything what I could. It's like, I don't know, in your, um, the, the, the culinary world, you know, like, if you get a job at Noma, let's say, or I don't know, you name it, right? Yeah, sure. Medicine Park, whatever. It's like, you don't even expect that. You kind of dream about it. You kind of try to imagine to be there. But once you're there, it's like, fuck, what's going on? No, you expect. Wow, like... It's different, you know, I always saying to people that everything, what we see and perceive is just like a golden bubble. It's not reality. Reality is different. Yeah, sure. The nights I cried, the nights I wanted to give up and go back home and, you know, I wasn't sure if this is the right job to do and maybe sometimes I just wish to be in a pub and pulling pints of beer having no pressures on my shoulders but you're carrying the most significantly historical place, cocktail bar in the world on your shoulders. You do mistakes, you've been judged, you know, things like that. And now here in Sydney, you know, with Stefano and the guys, you know, open, opening maybe semi and being where we are now, it, it's a lot of pressure because people watching, you know, people have expectations and your staff have expectations and you have expectations from yourself. So you don't want to be, you don't want to let them down and yourself down. So 
I am where I was, but I'm in Australia now. Yeah. So what were you saying? The Savoy was actually quite tough, just like mentally, do you mean? 100%, yeah. I burned out after four years almost. And uh, What were the hours like there? What do you mean burned out? Do you mean just like... It, it, it wasn't just like working hours. It wasn't like 16, 12 hours a day. It yeah, was pretty yeah. okay, like well established as a hotel. They had a nice structure. It was just this mental pressure. Right. Like okay. you knowing you're serving someone who can just literally come and buy the hotel. Just like that. Right. Most richest people, people with sure. attitude, royal family, etc. Yeah. And it's a lot, a lot of structuring and lots of uh, rules and regulations. For example, one of the rules when I left the hotel and resigned... I, could, I had to stay two more months, okay, even if I resigned. Then when I left, I couldn't return in next six months. You cannot come to the hotel as a guest because you are working there and things like that. You know, you want to go to the bathroom, you have to ask six managers and wake you maybe, maybe for one hour to get to the bathroom. You know, it's a real story. Not many people talking about it, you know, but, uh, but it gains me a lot. You know, thanks to the Savoy, I am who I am. Thanks to yeah. the five-star hospitality school I had. You know, in London, I am where I am and maybe I'm succeeding in life because I went through that. I went through the hell and I understand how it is, you know, to follow the structures and sequence of service and be on time, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I'm trying to pass on our our team and our colleagues, you know, that, uh, you know, it's not just all about the show and fun. There is like real hard work behind. Yeah. And uh, like even from a thinking about the customer base when you talk about Savoy serving these fucking people that could just buy you or buy the place or whatever like when you think about the kind of crowds that you like being a bartender for like are they like are they really enjoyable to no to, no not no, at no, all no, they're no. just cunts Australia is better <laughs> <laughs> the here are people more relaxed they don't give a shit here and they are like having fun no matter what and even though they are cunts they are super cool you know what I mean yeah sure Australians are way more relaxed and they are such a lovely people and open friendly and you know you can really play with them a little bit more yeah Whilst sure. back in Europe in London we had lots of tourists from America Canada whatever and they were like very dry, direct straightforward they knew what they want and how they want and if right. you don't do it that way you're gone yeah, you're gone right. so do you think that's part of why maybe Sammy works so well in Australia as opposed to any other kind of country or I mean we had the idea to open maybe some in London and Singapore and whatever we would like to do it maybe in the future why not right because I see as a concept can work everywhere it's a fun bar with a five star service right so it's like old fashioned hospitality with modern approach right so I think it could work in London but again as you said maybe demographics and the clientele might be different and might not understand yeah because Australians are so relaxed and crazy well that's yeah that's what I was thinking that's that's why it might work you know (laughs) (laughs) But so what, is, is that still kind of a, a in, in the pipe dream to maybe extend it? Oh, oh sorry, not extend it, expand it. But wasn't there a Maybe Semi that opened in Brisbane? Yeah, there was a collaboration we did. It wasn't called Maybe Semi, but we helped them. We do lots of consulting jobs on the side and helping yeah. different venues and groups to open uh, bars. Their expectations is always to be a second Maybe Semi, but never going to be second Maybe Semi because it's all about the people who are working with us. It's yeah, us course. who make the bar. Yeah. So, like, I can imagine in the, in the long run to do something like a franchise for Semi Junior, the cafe where oh, yeah. we are right now, because yeah, yeah. this could be replicable as a coffee aperitivo bar with our name behind. Maybe Semi might be tough because, again, it's the team. It's about the people. Difference. Yeah. Yeah, so much about the people there. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And it's... it's, it's, it's Something that I don't think a lot of people think about when it comes to hospitality is that when you talk about a restaurant or a venue you like, it's like, well, how often do they really separate the the food as opposed to the atmosphere and the people as to why they like that place so much? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, you, and even, even if you had like a graph and you had, you know, 
what you'll compromise on in terms of the quality of the food and then like the atmosphere and the people sometimes you'll compromise on the food because the hospitality is so good and sometimes you're like you know the food's just outstanding even if the hospitality is shit and it's like it's very interesting because like when you think about it when you go to maybe sammy i'm not saying you're compromising on anything but like both the hospitality and the cocktails are just like way beyond what you expect Thank when you, you go there yeah we don't want to sound especially hospitality yeah we like, don't want to sound gimmicky you know with all this show we're doing we don't want to we don't want us to be just about the bubbles and dance and show we want to really be about good beverage as well but me personally when i go to restaurant bars and coffee shops i would rather have not as well cooked dish but amazing hospitality mm. that opposite the reason why I'm going to restaurants and bars and coffee shops is not necessarily just beverage itself. It's the way how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah there, exactly. How I'm treated and atmosphere. So sometimes maybe even diluted cocktail or not amazingly made cocktail, uh, I can forgive yeah. if, if I see the bartender is super nice and really he's interested in me and how, how is my day and how I'm doing. And um, that's for me, that's how I perceive hospitality industry. You know, I need to fulfill my needs. Of course, I need to eat and drink when I go out. But the hospitality is beyond that. Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting because like, I'm sure, I don't know how many people uh, have asked you, but I had so many people ask me as a, as a chef, they're like, oh, when you go and eat, like, are you critical of the food all the time? Like, do they put enough salt? Da, 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 da. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, I, I don't, it's not a fun, man. Like, exactly. I, I don't care. Like, it's a as long thing. as it doesn't taste burnt or fucking dis- yeah. like, disgusting, yeah. of course. But like, you know, like you're, you're raised to eat the food on your plate. And just be grateful. Yeah, I think the people from industry like you and me, for example, we, we, we are not as fussy, you know. No. When we go out, I just want to have a pint of beer and shot of whiskey, for example. I don't really care. <laughs> Do you think I want to have another cocktail? I've been doing cocktails all my life. I'm tired <laughs> of them, you know. I'm tired of them. Yeah, It's yeah, same yeah, like yeah. with you for food, you know. Like you're doing all this beautiful fine dining and everything. Maybe when you finish, you want to have just like kebab or pizza or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's reality, you know. We're like, just because we're doing these amazing things doesn't mean we require those things nowadays off. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Like, it is exciting, man. Because, like, what? In three years, you had God knows how many venues and, and, and things open up. And even just side projects as well with the cocktails that you're yeah. doing. Like, there's just so much. Is that, like, is that basically just made possible because the amount of people leading the front of, the, of this yeah, place? Yeah, we've been lucky. Like, it just couldn't, couldn't be a thing with just one person. No, like, no. Like, it's, never only, it's never only one thing. I don't even believe, like, if you have only one the most famous chef in the country. It's not about him. It's the team behind. And yeah, like yeah. You have a marketing team and uh, sous chefs and things like that, suppliers and creative team and photographers. I think it's like the, it's everywhere. It's never about one and it cannot be about the one because that's the wrong direction. That's how, that's sh- no, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. You know, the, 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 we are all equally important in different fields and the, our team is built on different strengths. You know, I'm good with people, you know but I'm good as well with the trainings and cocktail creation and coffee. Mm. Stefano is amazing with hospitality and, and connection with other people and make them feel good. You know, Vince is the, the, the guy behind all the paperwork and signing deals and money and investors, you know, and things like that. Yeah, Each yeah, of us, yeah, we, are yeah. in, we are different. So I think that's a success. And we, we all strive, striving for the, for the same result. We know what we want to achieve. We, want, we know where we're going. And I think it's much easier, you know, when you are straightforward and honest with each other and, don't try to hide or lie to each other. I think that's a beautiful relationship, especially between me and Stefano. And that's why I call him best friend. And that's why one of the reasons he would never listen to this podcast because <laughs> give, he doesn't give a shit about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> because he's like, oh, another podcast. Like, who the fuck cares about yeah, you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Brotherly love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, we are honest <laughs> with each other, you know? Like, 
we have a banter, we have a laugh. You know, he's the first person calling me in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And probably I'm the last person calling me in the night. So yeah, yeah. It's like that. There's nothing to hide and it's just amazing. That's so funny. We'll talk about uh, supplies real quick. Um, one really quick, quickly talk about these nasturtiums. Because you're telling me you had a plan. So you've got a photo shoot tomorrow, but you've got some new cocktails you're working on. Yeah. So what's the go? Is this for Sammy Jr. or maybe Sammy? Is this for maybe Sammy? We're doing one collaboration with American brand and they want to like, with their American whiskey, they want to create drink around Thanksgiving and things like that. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. although we don't have a Thanksgiving here, but I'm doing <laughs> something with a pumpkin and wattle seed and a bit of coffee, a bit of whiskey. And I want to go on with nasturtium because I saw I didn't find any restaurants. <laughs> and I think it's amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like, the drink will be like old-fashioned, but you put suddenly something green, edible on top, kind of break the concept, and one drop of a, a pumpkin oil on top. Oh, you wow. Know, give a different texture, and yeah. So thanks for supplying those greens to me. That's fine. Uh, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, fuck, I just got nasturtiums around my house. I'll just pick some. But at the same time, I was like, oh, if you do want it going forward, like uh, I've got a mate. So uh, sorry, I shouldn't have even said a five-minute walk. It's like at the, if you go to these lights and you walk down the end of the street, and you turn right, it's between five to ten minutes. So you can literally just pick it up on your way to work. But it's a, so they have a hydroponics. Okay. So it's Urban Greens, and my mate's Noah, and they have a, like a hydroponics micro uh, herb farm, un, like in a car park. So it's like three floors down in a car park. It's fucking crazy. You wouldn't ever think that it's there. I'll show you some photos later. And, uh, and they've got, it's like a, it's closed off like a cool room. Yeah. So it's sealed yeah. and they have like aircon and fans and they have like UV lights. UV lights and they've just got like rows and rows of everything like micro fennel, like tatsoi, bloody coriander, all the kind of and cool It's down herb. the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in- unbelievable. It's fucking crazy, dude. And this guy is just like, he's just working nonstop. And, um, and yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I know he grows like nasturtiums and I really love his nasturtiums. Like they're, they're great. The color's beautiful on them, you know? And I was like, man, like, this would be great for you going forward. It's like so easy to just like, walk down the road and pick them up. Is he supplying restaurants and bars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he supplies to the Bentley Group restaurants. He supplies to fucking heaps of restaurants. So I know uh, Nell's restaurant, I know him. Uh, and then, yeah, he just does heaps. He's just All flat right. out. I need the contact, but hopefully no one else listening from hospitality in Sydney. <laughs> I have a new supplier from Microherbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, really cool. I think you'd be blown away because when you think about it, even he was saying, like, uh, when I spoke to him, he's like, oh, you know, no one really ever thinks about, like, pairing microherbs with each other as, like, a, as a, an element, you know? And I was yeah. like, I guess that's kind of true, isn't it? You think about how a microherb could, like, garnish food yeah. or a cocktail, yeah. but you don't think about how two different microherbs could, like, help each other yeah so for example he's got this um fuck what do they call them he's growing this microherb and and it tastes like it's really cool petals they look like uh pea okay pea tendrils pea sprouts whatever and they taste like cucumber and he picked one off and he walks over to the nasturtium and he picks one off and it's like when you think about it this is cucumber and this is pepper you're peppering a cucumber and he ate them together and he's like that tastes really nice like they complement each other you know but like people aren't really thinking about like why you should use two herbs together to help something else. And I just thought it was fascinating. But like as a bartender, when you think about garnishing, there's like fucking so many. I just don't even listen to you anymore because I'm thinking about cocktails. How to make <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about my brain's melting. Microherbs and cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to bring my team for sure. <laughs> oh, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to. It's, it's so funny because it's such a small space. Like, like if, you, if you had a wall ended here, it's basically from here to that wall. And like, that's it. But he's just got rows of just like stuff. It's quite, it is quite a small space, but he's doing a lot. Yeah. And because they grow in like three to five days, you know, from seed to sprout, they're ready to go. So it's just like 
pumping wow. it's insane but it's fucking cool so yeah i was like it'd be easier for you to do that going forward like literally so close but yeah no i'll throw you the contact details thank you also next we've got to talk about this the the book you're releasing which is started on a indiegogo campaign what like at what point so this is what i think like whenever somebody right who loves what they do gets to the point where they're like wow like i just i'd love to create something that can kind of share that with other people but then there's also this like voice in your head that goes but is that like an ego in me or do people actually want to hear what i have to say yeah do you know what i mean of like, course there is a doubt of course you're doubting yourself like is there someone who really is interesting in yeah, exactly in, in my world what i like and what i you know it's it's a massive uh, risk uh, you know especially when you're self-publishing book you know oh fuck yeah yeah the, yeah. the minimum quantity is let's say three thousand books you know you print the three thousand books you spend all your uh, savings on it and then <laughs> like okay so what is the world ready for this? Am I really that big that people are going to be interested to buy it or yeah, what? Yeah. So, of course, lots of self-doubt, lots of ego problems. And by the end of the day, you want to do it because you have to. I have to do it because there is no book like that out there. And it's just so, it's just so crazy because there are so many coffee books and so many cocktail books. But no one really talking about coffee cocktails. Like when that marriage happened, like who was the first to combine alcohol and coffee and why? And it's not just espresso martini or Irish coffee. Like there are so many old older drinks than that out there, and no one's talking about that. So I was like, you know what? I'll be the first one. I'm gonna dig in the libraries, call the museums, call the galleries, open the archives who never been opened before, translate from the old French and things like that. And I've been doing this for one year, and the book is result. That's crazy, huh? That's yeah. nuts. So, but I gotta say, that's also a smarter idea as well when you're self-publishing. Is is the like that's why I love like Indiegogo because it's like instead of paying the money and not being sure, it's like getting the call out first. You know, yeah. it's like so you see the so reaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I got lots of support. You know, we we collect more money than we really needed, and it was just amazing. And I want to say thank you to everyone who supported me. And now we are officially in print. The book gonna be out in three weeks, and we're gonna sell it online. For anyone else who didn't had a chance to pre-order it, um, yeah, we have lots of coffees to 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 give. So <laughs> yeah, make sure you follow me and buy some book. And uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's the, the most uh, complex historical uh, review of the topic of coffee cocktails. Yeah, right. There are beautiful recipes from around the world, and you can learn a lot, I guess. Well, it looks. I mean, it looks visually beautiful. Just the photos you sent me, I was like. The photos are just fantastic. The way it's styled and everything is like yeah. very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I didn't want to have a book where you have like on the front cover bam espresso martini <laughs> and a coffee beans around on the table, like too obvious. I yeah, want to create yeah, yeah. something more contemporary. And to be honest, for me, inspiration in terms of the books were the chefs, you know, Ottolenghi, Renard Zappi, and you name it, oh, you wow. know, like all these all these uh, very talented chefs, you know, when they publish a book, it's a very contemporary book, which looks like a table side book Got coffee you. table book you Got know you. what I mean yeah, yeah it is like Neil Perry his latest book you know you look Fucking at it beautiful it's beautiful right yeah, you yeah, touch yeah. it you have a texture it's heavy and it's not really telling you exactly what it is but you kind of feel it and that's what I wanted to do with my book you know it, it, it is it is it's so beautifully designed it, it's it's just outstanding yeah is that something that like you had to go through and kind of figure out yourself or was that something you kind of had to work with no, other I illustrators very, I was very fortunate enough to working with uh, Sold and King Studio Tess Hiley so she worked with maybe semi group and oh. bottle cocktails for, with us for years and she's a very talented young uh, artist designer so 
of course with my input we designed it together she came up with some ideas but for sure i knew from beginning i want a green color i wanted to call spiritual coffee spirit ritual and coffee together and it's just it's not like normal book that you read it's almost like a journal or magazine you know that the texts are in columns rather than just pages there are lots of pictures lots of recipes so it's not like a boring book but it's really like yeah yeah beautifully made it's crazy it really is and that's what i mean so it's going to be out in three weeks yeah like like you're going to have a physical copy in three weeks man i'm gonna cry <laughs> like it's unreal because you've been working on this for a year you know like you saw how it is digitally you've been looking at the computer for months you know yeah, and yeah. then suddenly you're gonna have it in your hands and it just you know the feel of the book i'm i'm not a big fan of ebooks and many people ask me, oh, are you going to do ebook? No, I don't want to do it. I want you to buy it. I want you to have it on the shelf. I want you to have it on your coffee table. I want you to use it in your bar or coffee shop, you know, yeah, like yeah. make it dirty. Uh, <laughs> you know, hold it in your hands. I think that's, yeah, the beauty yeah. of, that's the beauty of the book. And I think that's why my book should be a bit different. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you quickly uh, so you can have like a, a little preview as one of the first people in the industry or first people in the world uh, basically seeing the book. Um, I have a little hidden copy here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this should be like the final. Um, just to give you an idea, you know, how it looks. But it's also a bit about like the philosophy of, of coffee and cocktails as well, right? Oh, like, 100%. It's like yeah. how to make it, you know, why it's like that, what happened historically. Fuck. Uh, and just, you know, when you read it, you know, there are lots of like old pictures and things for archives, you know, there are recipes about each cocktail you know oh how man, to make these so homemade ingredients way. and it's very much like almost like a culinary you know like step by step yeah, yeah, yeah. ingredients and and interesting stories stories you never heard of before so even i was surprised and shocked yeah so yeah. each chapter has like one original cocktail then my recreation of that specific original cocktail and then recreation of someone else like a friend from different bar different country yeah yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to reveal the real story of Irish coffee and espresso martini, which for many years people had different, uh, different opinions or ideas about. And I found, yeah, many, many interesting yeah, stories. But anyway, so we're going to actually announce this winner now that the, the reception's good and we're not bloody getting fucked by their phones. Um, so yeah, so the winner of the Spiritual Coffee by Martin Hudak is... Uh, I don't know if we should drum well. <laughs> Toby Rogers. Toby Rogers? Toby Hodges. Oh, Hodges. Fucking Toby Hodges. There you go. Well done, mate. Thanks for, for joining in. Uh, we'll send you a copy. I'll sort it all so Martin can just chill back. He's a busy man. <laughs> but uh, we'll get copies in a few weeks and, uh, and I'll, I'll keep you posted and I'll let you know. So thanks for joining the competition and I appreciate it. Congrats. This is going to be fucking sick. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sign it. Oh, fuck. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll be back and we'll take, some, take another photo again as well. That'd be great. Um, all right, well, to finish up, mm. it's been a hectic few years since you've been here in Australia with everything going on in the venues and so forth. And I don't know, I think when you look back at your journey starting this and then getting to where you are now in terms of being able to show your passion for coffee and cocktails, being able to open up venues to help kind of share that and now write a book, is that still, is, is there a point where you, you look yourself in the mirror sometimes and go, it seems a bit surreal, like, or is it, or is it just a bit like it just kind of fell into place and you're grateful? But did you know what I mean? Like, did you have ambitions for that yeah. early on, or it just kind of fell into place, or is it still like this is what you've wanted for so long and now it's finally here? I always wanted to be that guy, yeah. Who, you know, people always ask me like, 
what are the new trends or what are your mentors or who do you follow and I always like I always had some someone to follow and I always follow trends and you know but, but in the end of the day I have to be honest I don't want to follow trends I want to create trends you know I want to be followed you know I, I want to inspire others and and I, I'm not there yet but even if just through this little podcast if I can inspire someone to be better and be interested in the good coffee and cocktails you know it's a huge step for me and I always aspire to be that guy to be the personality in our industry who who is there and to is there to help and share I think only then we can grow you know that's why I'm doing book of course you have to pay for it because you know it's expensive to print the book but all my life knowledge and passion is there and I want to share it with everyone um so I'm here, I'm grateful, and I would say again, this is just beginning of something beautiful. I'm yeah. not stopping, and this is just beginning of something, a new chapter. Yeah, and it's exciting. What's, uh, what's the, the plans kind of going forward from here when, when now that hopefully the pandemic is done and dusted and we won't be in any lockdowns anytime soon, which is fucked, but well, what are the plans kind of going forward from here? Like, is there a 12, three year of what you would like to do personally, but also with the, the business? Yeah, there are many plans, but, um, you know, with the pandemic, how it hit us hard and ruined all the plans in life, I stopped planning and dreaming. I want to live in the present moment. Here and now, this is what we got, and let's be grateful for it. And rather than being, like, in the clouds and, like, oh, if this and that next year, maybe, no. I want to enjoy this moment, push as hard as I can, and rather than, you know, be doing a fantasy scenarios for the future, I just want to be here. And this is the most important moment right now what we have. And I'm very happy to be here. Want to be back on a car with Stefano going through a drive-thru on McDonald's? <laughs> so you heard about Arizona trip, hey? Well, only half the details, but it was enough to, it was enough to have a bit of a laugh about. <laughs> we have, uh, we have uh, lots of uh, stories like that. Some of them cannot be published because... <laughs> Stefano is who he is and I am who I am and when we travel it's just a bit of uh, trouble I would say a bit of trouble mm-hmm. what, what, what was so also funny about this story what, how did you guys get yourself in this predicament we were in Arizona just for one night only we were so jet lagged so tired so drunk and Stefano at like 3am I am hungry huh? <laughs> I'm like Stefano I don't know I've never been in Phoenix before I don't know but I should take you Oh, let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> so we, we walked to the McDonald's and the guy at the window like, sorry guys, we are closed, only drive through. So we walked to the drive through window, but we didn't have a car. And guys, no, I cannot serve you because you're walking, you have to have a car. So Stefano pulled the car, stopped the car on the side of the road. And he's like, guys, can we jump in because we want to have McDonald's? And there was this mother with a daughter. The daughter was driving for the first time. She was like seven. Really? Oh my God. We jam in this minivan with random two ladies and we just asked them, please take us to McDonald's just, just to drive through. We're going to pay for your food. We're going to pay for our food. And then we pay for their food and they expect us to, you know, jump out. And Stefan's like, listen, can you take us to the hotel? <laughs> <laughs> so they had to drive us to the center of Phoenix and drop us at the hotel. And it was just surreal. Like, I don't think they will ever forget us and we forget that. It was just unbelievable. It was like from the movie. <laughs> Or another story when Stefano locked me out of the hotel room in London during 50 best last year. And it was like November, December. It's fucking cold. And I was for four hours wandering around the Shoreditch in London without any keys and clues to get to the apartment because he was drunk, passed out, and he didn't let me in. What? Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what was it snowing there? 
Yeah, it's cold in London. It's fucking rainy and minus. Oh, like, fuck like, it. So no. shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's Stefano, no? In Athens, in Greece, he had this crazy idea to be on a scooter. But of course, Athens, you know, and all these uh, Greek roads are, uh, and the payments are not even. <laughs> and him drunk on a scooter without helmet, of course. The skull was open and blood everywhere. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy man. Mm. Oh, that's, he is. that's what you want at maybe Sammy. He is fun that's guy. That's hospitality. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> he is fun guy. Oh, man. All right. Well, for, for the last question to finish on, it's the same question I ask uh, everybody uh, in this in the second season of the podcast, is something that we quite often sometimes talk about, maybe more as chefs. I don't know, maybe as bartenders, but I'm sure you get it, or you'll talk about it, is uh, times we're most in the shit, right? Where you've got to get your maison plus ready, you know, you've, you've, you're gonna be, you're gonna get smashed. You know, you're gonna be busy, but you're just going down so hard, and you're just thinking like, "Fuck me!" Like, how did I get myself here, right? And as a chef, that happens all the time, every day, almost every day is a push. You know, where you're like, "Fucking go, go, go!" And you, like, you got to have a good attitude, but you just got so much to do. And so the question is for you, as a bartender, like, what was the most funniest time or the worst time you're most in the shit? And how that tra- like how that translates for you in terms of like you found yourself in a predicament that was just like I either have so much to do or this is just the worst time for the worst thing to happen and so forth. I f- I think it was the opening year of maybe semi. Uh, I think Andrea and Balash, our bartenders, went to Europe for a wedding or something. So it was just me as a head bartender or bartender. Then there was Stefan on Saturday night. The barbeque who came, he came late, late, and Stefano got this kind of crazy Italian anger in him, so he <laughs> fired him on spot. You don't even dress up. Out. <laughs> so I lost the barbeque. Then the girl on the floor, she called sick, and then another bartender just cut himself, and I was just by myself with Stefano on Saturday night at maybe semi. And it was, you know, partially his fault and my fault and no one's fault at all. And I was like, well, it is what it is. We're going to be in shit and it's going to be the worst night of my life. <laughs> but just let's go through it. I think that night we closed like 10 p.m. Stefano said, fuck it. Let's not do it. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <I think> it, <laughs> we couldn't cope with it. It was, just, it was just so bad. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, luckily since then we have a great team and things like that not happening. Of course, we are in shit here and there. But it's just, you know, I think the bartending or hospitality, it's all about the mental uh, strength. You know, you have to be strong in, up in your head. Oh, 100%. It's not man. the muscles anymore. It's, it's your brain. You have to tell yourself, you know. You have to set yourself for success. And, yeah, as you said, miss and plus. It's 100%, man. It's 100% more a mental game than a physical one. Yeah. Like, you just being surrounded by the right people that have a good attitude also makes such yeah. a big difference. But, like, even if you go... Like, going down can be, like, fun if you're around people that are, like, willing to have a laugh and push with you. Yeah. And then it's just, like, going down is not so bad. We anymore. have a rule at maybe, Sammy, you know, if you cannot cope and if it's too much... Take five minutes, go to the cool room, cry, and yeah. come back. And yeah, people yeah. crying in the cool room. You know, it's like a little shrine. We go there <laughs> <laughs> next to the bottle of Coca-Cola and tonic <laughs> water and prosciutto yeah, and yeah, citrus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the barbecue dropping the tears, maybe bleeding, you know, fainting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't do it anymore. Fuck, you can't. <laughs> You're in the cool room, so chill down, come yeah, back. Yeah, Everything's yeah. going to be amazing. You know how many times I cry? You know how many times I have to go to the park and look downstairs and just yell yeah. at no one? Just, yeah, let it go. Come back and life is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) 
till och med som complicated guest. Oh man. <laughs> det är som kans. Just so dumb. Oh, oh. I love them. Uh, yeah. They make me they make me be better every day. Oh, doesn't it man? And it's just so funny. Like you just you get surprised every time how fucking stupid some people are when they come in. Well, not stupid, but just like how ridiculous their requests are. I just anger problem. You know, those people, I'm sad for, I'm, I'm sorry for them because they are sad people. So yeah. they're coming there with that attitude. But, you know, it's a psychological thing. You have to understand and you just, you know, you have to kill them with the kindness, I'm always saying. Just be yeah, kind yeah. to everyone, no matter. Because you don't know what's going on in their life. So if some random guy want to be rude to you and tell you off words and almost fight you, could take it. You yeah, know, yeah. Deal with it. Done. All right. Well, thanks for that. Thank That's you very crazy much. done. You got plenty of time for your bloody soccer match too. Yeah, I'm taking a Uber back home and I'm gonna play soccer with Stefano. Hopefully, <laughs> we're gonna win. Oh shit. No, nah, it'll be good, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on, man. It's been a fucking absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Till the next time. Till the next time. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please follow or leave a review at wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check out the new website over at rootshospitality.com.au. Be sure to subscribe to hear about the latest guest, new behind-the-lens photos, and much more. Cheers.